Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Well, hello there, friends. It's, we're, wow, we're at the end of July. This year is just going by at the speed of light, right? At the speed of light. I'm your host, Nick. This is Nick's Nerd News. While you're here, make sure to like and subscribe because, you know, the video just started. You're not even watching a video. You're listening to me talk. So, obviously, anyway, why don't we just get into it, huh? Let's not prattle on and on and on at the beginning of the episode like we normally do. Anyway, what's going on in the video game world, huh? How about this? There was a Nintendo Direct Mini last week, and it showed off some new third-party games. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> anyway, let's 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 see what else is going on in the world here. What's this? Miles Morales, the new Spider-Man, uh, technically expansion that's coming to PlayStation 5 at launch, um, will have an optional 4K 60 frames per second performance mode if you prefer to play in that. So what's the game normally running at? That's... I don't understand. What... Is it not going to be 4K or 60? I don't... I don't understand these next-gen consoles. They say this thing, and then it's another thing, and then it's like, oh, but it's faster. But it's like, fast is cool, but shouldn't everything be 60 frames per second at this point? It's 2020. And at least 1440, not even 4K. I know not everyone has a 4K TV yet, but like, I where's the disconnect here? Are what's what's going on, huh? What's what's going on? I'm really confused here, folks. Do you have an answer for me? Someone, please, tell me. I don't know. How about this? You guys know the rapper Logic? Well, he's retired from rapping, but he's already got a new gig. He has decided to become a full-time streamer on Twitch, exclusively on Twitch. I might add. He signed a deal with them. Uh, Sir Robert Bryson Hall II, also known as Logic, has announced uh, with the via The Verge that he has uh, signed an exclusive deal with Twitch. He's already been there for a couple of years. Uh, he has 65,000 followers and at least 1.5 million views. So obviously Twitch wants those numbers. Uh, he qu- quote is saying, I'm blessed enough to have millions of fans and followers. So it is a great partnership. I'm going to bring new eyes to their service. They're going to bring new money to my bank account. And I'm just kidding. But, yeah, he tweeted out when he retired, it's been a great decade, now it's time to be a great father. Oh, I guess I guess he had a kid, too. And very interesting, that's for sure. I mean, he does have a song called Super Mario World, so we know he's, he's a nerd. He He's featured in a Rick and Morty episode. And uh, he also quotes saying, I think it's a powerful platform that allows me to connect with my fans in the best way possible. 
This is the place where if you want to interact with me, you're going to do it here. I'm not going I'm not going to be on Twitch having political debates. I'm going to be on Twitch helping people smile after they've had a day of protesting or political debates, unwind and laugh and smile. But that's cool. It's really cool. I, uh, Logic's a stand-up guy from my understanding. I, I don't follow him a lot. I know a couple of his songs, but I know he's never been one around controversy. Controversy. So it's it's good to see someone like this transitioning into a new career when when he's kind of jaded on the music industry, it seems like, to a degree. I'm, I'm assuming, of course. Anyway... A lot more trouble brewing over at the Ubisoft offices in Ubisoft HQ. A new report came out saying that multiple Assassin's Creed games, which they were going to focus on female characters, were scrapped. Mainly due... This is all per Bloomberg, which, of course, is more than likely written by Jason Schreier now that he's over at Bloomberg. Oh, look at that. It is. That man is one of the greatest games journalists. Anyway, and I guess Assassin's Creed Syndicate was supposed to f focus more on Eevee. And Origins was going to have a focus more on Aya after the end of Bayek. Which, you know, they kind of hint at at the end. And Odyssey was wanted to make Cassandra the sole character. And obviously she's the canonical choice to play as in, in Odyssey. And... They were going to do some other things with Unity. Because uh, I don't know if you guys remember a couple years ago when Unity... A couple years after Unity came out, another Ubisoft developer said that... Uh, that playable female characters in the game weren't included because they were a lot of extra production work. Which doesn't make any fucking sense. But this is all because of the head of creative development, Serge Hascott. Uh, didn't want to do all this. He didn't think that women were great. Then he also killed a, like, King Arthur game because he didn't like the setting. That that recently came out, too. So, a lot of shitty things coming out from this guy. And, granted, he's already stepping down from other abuse scandals and things like this. And Ubisoft has now announced that they will implement major changes. And they've outlined those uh, during their earnings call. And Yves Guimau said, quote, While Ubisoft's current performance and business prospects are stronger than ever, we nonetheless face a very serious challenge following the recent allegations and al accusations of misconduct and inappropriate behavior within our group. I am determined to make profound changes in order to improve and strengthen our corporate culture. We already have acted swiftly and firmly, announcing and introducing large-scale initiatives intending to transform our organization our overriding aim is ensuring that all Ubisoft employees have a safe and inclusive workplace environment. As a leader in our industry, we have to be intransigent in order to create an exemplary culture where everyone feels respected and valued. This is vital to ensure that all of the talented people who make up Ubisoft feel fulfilled in their jobs. Uh, three top executives have previously been let go from the company. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. Uh, the creative director of Assassin's Creed is stepping down. Uh, another employees have been removed or reassigned. And uh, they also revealed the major changes they are taking. Uh, the first, a series of investigations will take place by independent external consultants and a confidential third-party managed 
listening and alert platform has been put in place to enable employees as well as external individuals to anonymously report any harassment, discrimination, or other inappropriate behavior. This external company will deliver regular reports to Ubisoft's board of directors. Additionally, a support and recovery unit has been put in place that is being overseen by an organized organization specialized in helping victims of harassment. Uh, Guimau is personally overseeing a review of the composition and reorganization of the editorial department and is overhauling the way these teams will work together. Ubisoft will be transforming its HR processes in order to be better in order to better prevent, detect, and sanction inappropriate behavior. In an effort to do this in the best way, it has selected a leading consultancy firm to perform an external audit. Furthermore, team leads' bonuses will be tied to their ability to create a positive and inclusive workplace environment, and a harassment awareness raising campaign among all Ubisoft employees will be in place that will take the form of training modules. Ubisoft has launched a group-wide questionnaire to obtain their feedback on a totally anonymous basis, and has put in place talking and listening sessions for employees on all of their sites, its sites with the aim of addressing their suggestions and concerns and identifying areas for improvement. And a head of workplace culture has been appointed and a new head of diversity and inclusion position has been created. And this position will be open to both internal and external candidates. Both of these roles will report directly to Gimo. That's crazy. And again, that came a day after the Bloomberg report by Jason Schreier. Whoa, that's heavy. But good on them. Good on them for focusing on the future. Nipping the shit in the bud now. And, and the buck stops here, essentially. But you know what? Good on them. I swear. I'm excited to see where this goes. Maybe we'll get some more new and exciting games out of Ubisoft. And not just, you know, rinse and repeat open world games. Don't get me wrong. They're fun. They are fun. But... They're a little too much of the same formula lately. And you don't want people to get stale. You don't you don't want things to get stale, not people. You don't want their genres to get stale and people to be like, eh. It's just typical Ubisoft open world, which you already see a lot of online. So maybe this shakeup will be a good thing in the long run. And it more than likely will be. I, I have zero doubts that this will be, like, bad, right? Or good. Anyway, this is a good thing. I don't think anything bad will come of this. So hopefully, hopefully we get a lot of good games coming out of this from now on as well. Uh, it was also announced that NHL 21 will not be coming to next gen this year. That will be the, uh, strange actually. I guess they didn't have time to, to make it. I, I don't know. Maybe. But if you're looking for NHL on next gen, you gotta wait. You gotta play it on current gen. Broskies. How about this? Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2 has entered full production, according to Tetsuya Nomura, the game director, and they want to get it out as soon as possible. Uh, he was being interviewed by uh, Fama Famitsu, and it was a 15-page interview, and he said that uh, some here's just some things taken from it. Uh, the next installment is already in full development. They couldn't go further with the Madam M message scene, otherwise ratings would go up. Oh, massage scene, excuse me, so that was in part one, which I actually finally got to. I've been trying to play the game, I need to get through my backlog. Uh, Roche was supposed to have a battle in chapter 14. And, I guess, uh, so the first part came out in April, 
And he said, quote, Nomura said, we know that everyone wants the next installment quickly. We would also like to deliver it as soon as possible. Since we are also able to see the line of quality from the first installment, we hope to make the next installment even better in quality that can make for an even better experience. We would we would to get it out as soon as possible, so please wait for it. I think we can clearly convey the direction when we officially announce the next installment. And he also said, uh, this was from the executive producer Yoshinori Kitase, the new story of Final Fantasy VII has only just begun. Hmm. Interesting news. For sure. But hopefully we don't have to wait too long for part two. Anyway. Uh, Rocket League. If you guys are big fans of Rocket League or, or never got in just because you didn't want to pay for it, well, you're in luck because it is now going free to play. Um, Psyonix, of course, was purchased by... Uh, Epic Games earlier this year, and they are going to make Rocket League free to play for all. Uh, going back here a second, uh, Ubisoft has also announced... So they had a Ubisoft Forward a couple weeks ago where they announced all those new games. Ubisoft, uh, their next Forward will take place in September. Uh, what is expected to be a month or two before the launch of the next-gen consoles. Um... Were you guys big fans of Jet Set Radio Future on Dreamcast? I played a little bit. I thought it was fun. Of course, a lot of people called uh, Sunset Overdrive a spiritual successor to the series. Um, the game from Insomniac and uh, Microsoft Game Studios. Well, a lot of people behind the original game have formed a new indie studio and are making what they consider a sequel to the game. And it is called Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. It is another spiritual successor or sequel. And it has been revealed by the studio. Uh, it will also feature music from the original composer for Jet Set Radio, Hideki Naga Naganuma. So that way they'll be tied together. And Team Reptiles, the team behind it. Um, and the developer, they also made Lethal League Blaze and Megabyte Punch. Uh, so what they said to describe this game is start your own cipher and dance paint trick, face off with the cops and stake your claim to the extrusions and cavities of a sprawling metropolis in an alternate future set to hit, to the musical brainwaves of Hideki Naganuma. And it will release on Steam. Uh, they said each stage, quote, will be a neighborhood that represents one time of day and it will be focused on single player. Uh, Team Reptile announced it on their Twitter. And... Uh, so that guy also worked on the music for Sonic Rush, Ollie King, and many more. So the trailer is out now. Granted, Jet Set Radio Future came out in 18 years ago. Uh, Sega did not want to be involved, so Team Reptile brought it in. But no release date yet, but it will feature at least on PC as it does have a Steam page. And uh, if you guys are big fans of the Spyro Reignited trilogy, the remake... The team behind it have released a new art book showcasing how they went through uh, reimagining the original Spyro for a more modern audience. That is available now on Amazon or for pre-order. Anyway, the big, big, big news of the week, of course, was the Xbox Games Showcase. Now, last week we talked about things I was predicting. I was mostly right. Somewhat. <laughs> Um, 
obviously Halo Infinite, we finally got uh, about five minutes total of gameplay out of like a nine-minute trailer that featured a lot of cinematics and then five minutes of gameplay. It will be open world. Uh, we are going back to the original art style. Uh, granted, look, the graphics in whatever they showed off weren't great. They weren't polished. And you can't take... Everyone complains every year about something they see at E3 and then the final game looks nothing like it. And it, everyone knows that a vertical slice is not something you should ever judge a game off of because it's usually never perfect. And it's usually something made almost exclusively and entirely for E3. Now, oh, granted, this wasn't E3, but the internet exploded over it. And what was really weird was uh, another trailer came out from Microsoft just a few minutes after that, showing off more gameplay that was showed off graphics that were way more polished and way more in detail than what they showed off in their their essential five-minute actual gameplay. Now, now rumors have started to circle. A lot of things are happening, but it's now confirmed that whatever they showed off was from an earlier build from earlier in the year. It was not what was meant for... It, it's doesn't it's not reflective of what they're currently working on and lighting is is not done and yes it looked flat and and toned down and things were a little more cartoony but at the end of the day this looked more like the original halo than it did halo 4 and halo 5 which were more photorealistic which kind of go against what what the old halos were but all i cared about was if the gameplay was smooth. And it was smooth. The new weapons look good to a degree. There's a couple weapons that are kind of whatever. But uh, I like to see that the Banished are the, the, the villains. And per Microsoft, they're meant to take the place of the Covenant. And we do have a, a, our main adversary now, uh, Warchief Ashuram. And it looks like that we're going to have a lot going on with it. So I'm excited. Like, I'm really, really, really excited. And just other things that came out about Halo in the time after. Um, unfortunately, the public beta might not happen just because of the pandemic and people working from home, and it's it's not as easy uh, to get everything out the way they wanted to. Uh, so public flighting is either going to be de delayed or may not happen at all. Um, it, like I said, it was confirmed that the demo was a work in progress build running on a PC as powerful as series X. So there is a bigger draw distance. So every, every like place you saw in the trailer, you can actually travel to in the game. So that alone is more than, than what most Halo games have had. And, and it is confirming it's open world. Uh, the grapple shot as they're calling their grappling hook will, is mostly in campaign. It is an up, upgrade type armor deal. For multiplayer uh it will halo infinite will have two-player split screen for campaign and four-player online co-op uh, for the campaign and what uh let me see i'm looking here uh multiplayer is not delayed despite some rumors that came out on friday the day after the the showcase people were like oh apparently that uh multiplayer is not going to ship at launch and and brian gerard the uh, head of Halo community was like, nothing to see here, folks. This is not true. Obviously, they'll show off multiplayer at a later time. 
And the fact that people want to judge a game after a, after a five-minute clip of a build that represents a game that's still like six, five months out is a little asinine, but, you know, gamers are a little crazy sometimes, a little fanboyish. Look, all I care about is how, how it plays. I play games that look like cartoons. I play games that don't look like current gen, no matter what. It's, it's all art style at the end of the day, right? But as long as a game plays smoothly, that's all I fucking care about. Because if, if it's going to break and things don't work smoothly and you the controls and inputs are not great, that, that's more game-breaking to me than anything. If the game runs at 60 FPS, I don't give a shit what the graphics look like. I don't care what the art style is. If it's running smoothly at 60 FPS, there's no breaking, and I can shoot a motherfucker... And, and not have to worry about missing or anything. I I don't care, right? Look 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 at look at Spyro, right? It it looks like somewhat of a current gen, the reignited trilogy. But then look at like Guacamelee. That that doesn't look like a current gen game. Like what what are we doing here, people? Pick pick a lane, right? Pick a lane. Because you you bitch and moan when something's not sixty FPS. But when it is 60 FPS, but the art style doesn't look new, you bitch and moan about that. So it's like, are you just doing it for the sake of an argument to, to support the narrative you want about your console? Or are you legitimately concerned? Because it, it doesn't seem like you're, you're fitting into like logical sense. But why would you, right? Or... You know, just be an adult if you can, and buy both if you can, and enjoy everything, right? So, anyway. A lot of other games announced. Surprisingly, not all were first party. But uh, a, a lot of good stuff was announced, if you ask me. Uh, for starters, uh, we got Halo Infant, of course. Then we got State of Decay, Decay 3 was announced as a, in active development. Forda... 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 Forda. Forza, Forza, Forza Motorsport, is essentially being rebooted, uh, and it will run at 4K 60fps with ray tracing. It looks like it won't be coming out for quite a while, and it will be on Series X and Windows T 10 PC. It will be enhanced for the Series X, no, no actual release date. Kind of shocking that we're going to go a couple years without one. Uh, we got more... More of a better look at Rare's new game, Everwild, which looks really cool. like to see what that eventually turns into. Uh, a new game from Don't Nod Entertainment, the people who make Life is Strange, called Tell Me Why. Ori and the Will of the Wisps will be coming to Series X with a Series X update. The Outer Worlds is getting DLC called Peril on Gorgon, and that will release September 9th. Uh, we got a new trailer for Grounded, the new game from... Oblivion, and it has entered early access, and it will release uh, to yesterday. No, today is Sunday. Why did I say that? Uh, it will release on Wednesday. When no Tuesday, Tuesday. By the time you hear this, it will be a day or two after it released. I don't fucking know what day it is anymore, but uh, Grounded will be available. Uh, Avowed was announced. Obsidian's new and next RPG following Grounded, and it will be 
a game. Uh, it's a fantasy type one. It's called, like I said, it's called Avowed. It will take place in the world that the Pillars of Eternity games have taken place in. And it will be a first-person RPG. No release date. Uh, another game which is looks like a real cool indie game where it's got like painted figures in like a 3D world and it's like still photos with movement called uh, As Dusk Falls from a company called Interior Night. And uh, the head of the studio is a former designer from Quantic Dream. So a lot of good stuff coming out of there. It was also confirmed that I, Hellblade 2 will be set in Iceland. Uh, Psychonauts 2 got a new trailer and also showed that Jack Black will be in the game. Uh, also, big showing for Destiny. Destiny 2 Beyond Light will be joining Destiny on the Xbox Series X, but Destiny 2 and all its expansions will be coming to Game Pass in September. So you'll get access to the standard versions of every Destiny 2 expansion. And then when Beyond Light goes live, that will also be included in Game Pass in November at no extra cost. If you own an Xbox Series X, you will be able to run the game at 4K 60fps. Destiny 2 is joining Game Pass. All the expansions are joining Game Pass. And Beyond Light will join Game Pass when it launches. That's crazy. That's really fucking nuts, actually. I've been like avoiding Destiny 2 for a while because I haven't gotten all the expansions, so I'm, I'm excited to hear this. Uh, also announced and revealed, I should say, uh, is Stalker 2 will finally be coming to console. No release date on announced for that. Uh, also a new Warhammer 40,000 game called Darktide. And they were the developers behind... The developers behind Vermintide are coming back. And this one is a four-player co-op game set in the high world of Tertium. Tertium, maybe. Players will have to work together to survive the hordes of enemies that assault them in the darkness. This will launch sometime next year. And it will release on console. Also announced was the Tetris Effect Connected. Uh, which I guess will involve, like, massive multiplayer Tetris. Uh, also, a new game from SteamWorld called The Gunk was announced. Uh, we got a new trailer for the game The Medium, which is a new horror survival game uh, from Bloober. And you get to investigate, like, a, this crazy world, but live in, like... And it takes place in, like, two different, like, realities at once, which is really fucking nuts. A uh, new Fantasy Star 2 online... Uh... uh, uh expansion was announced and it's called fantasy star 2 fantasy star online 2 genesis new genesis uh it's a new world and new enemies we got a trailer for crossfire x which is now getting a campaign uh that they're working on with remedy and then finally what everyone was pretty much expecting we got a cinematic trailer for the new fable which will be coming from Playground Games with no release date yet announced. Um, the one thing, I already said Destiny 2 is coming to Game Pass, but everything else announced at the Xbox Games Showcase will be releasing on Game Pass in the future. So if you don't have Game Pass, I don't know what you're waiting for because it's amazing. Because it's like you're getting access. It's like Netflix for games, but better. And 
it it's pretty much like one of the best deals for 15 bucks because I do ultimate for 15 bucks a month I get Xbox Live I get Game Pass on my Xbox I get Game Pass on my PC and I can play all these and access to these games yes games come go but you know that's how Netflix works too so honestly I really don't have to buy a lot of these games if I want to try them out which is a stellar deal Granted, I like to have physical versions of things, so of course I'm going to buy some of these games. But, hell, I might be able to preload Halo, get in it a week early because I have Game Pass. I'm, th I'm theorizing this, of course, because they've, they've done other Game Pass releases early for, for some Xbox Studios games. But what if, if you're a subscriber to Game Pass, they let you play Halo Infinite a week early before the physical release? How fucking cool would that be? That, that's only something they can provide, right? So, I, I I like it. You don't have to get it. I'm not trying to push you, but if you have a PC and you have an Xbox and you play both, might be a good deal, right? It might be a good deal. It's up to you, though. But that is the biggest things that came out of that. Like I said, I want to talk about Halo. Unfortunately, Forza's not coming out yet. I was wrong in thinking it'd be Forza Motorsport 8. It's actually just going to be Forza Motorsport. It's going to be a short reboot. Of course, Fable happened. Destiny on Game Pass is fucking nuts, though. But, anyway. Had a lot of other stuff going on this week. And a couple gaming things got announced at what was Comic-Con at home. And one of the biggest announcements was that G4 is coming back in some capacity. Yes, the old gaming TV channel, G4, which was ahead of its time, known for X-Play, Attack of the Show, and a lot of other things, really. But, God, I miss X-Play, man. And Attack of the Show. Hell, how many famous people got launched off of that? Olivia Munn, for one. She came from Attack of the Show on G4. That channel was ahead of its time. I'm happy it's coming back. I think it, it died because so many other things were, were, were coming out and it, it just it didn't know what to do. Hopefully G4 doesn't put me out of business, business right? <laughs> but G4 will launch sometime next year. Uh, anyway, it was announced that Ghost of Tsushima has become the fastest selling first party original IP for PlayStation 4. That means it beat out Horizon Zero Dawn. It beat out some other games. Ghosts of Tsushima, fastest-selling first-party original IP. Good, good for Sucker Punch though. That that's really good on them. I'm I'm stoked to hear that. Hell, even this the island of Tsushima was like, uh, and their tourism board was like, let's partner with Ghosts of Tsushima, get people to come visit. Smart. That's actually smart. Take advantage of that. Anyway, uh, Brie Larson has reached out to Nintendo. Asking to play Samus, and I don't think this is the first time she's done that. I think she'd be a good Samus, if you ask me. Um, also announced at Comic-Con at home, uh, the Mega Man movie is still happening, and we should be expecting to hear news soon. They didn't say when, but anyway, that's happening. Uh, also leaked is the possible name for the new Call of Duty Black Ops this year. And this is actually our final bit of gaming news, but a lot of listings and promotional art leaked, potentially teasing Black Ops Cold War. Now, 
I am not a huge fan of Treyarch and their Call of Duties. I did like the first Black Ops because you don't get to. There's not a lot of Cold War shooters, and uh, not a lot of games set in Vietnam. And if it goes back to Cold War in Vietnam, you might be getting me to buy this game. That's all I'm gonna say. But normally I don't support Treyarch, so. That's it for gaming news. Let's see what's going on in TV world, TV land, if you, you want to call it. Uh, HBO has announced that they have begun casting for their Game of Thrones prequel show, House Targaryen. Uh, no word yet on when that will premiere or anything like that. Obviously, if they're only casting, they got plenty of time. Uh, meanwhile, George R. R. Martin has still yet to finish The Winds of Winter. Uh, also announced the Flintstones complete series is headed to Blu-ray this fall. So if you've wanted to own the Flintstones on DVD or Blu-ray, now's your chance because it's finally coming to Blu-ray and it will be the entire series, the complete series, as, as you will. Uh, also announced at start uh, Comic-Con at Home during the Star Trek Universe panel was... Um, we also got a release date, obviously, uh, for Star Wars Destiny, or Star Trek, Destiny, Star Trek Discovery Season 3 will premiere later this fall. But the second animated series coming soon from the Star Trek universe, uh, Star Trek Prodigy, will premiere on Nickelodeon sometime in 2021. Uh, we also got our first look at the new Amazon Prime show starring Nick Frost. And Simon Pegg, called Truth Seekers, looks hilarious. Granted, anytime those two are involved in something, it's it's going to be good. Um, we also were provided the news that The Boys has been renewed for Season 3. No surprise there. And we're still months away from Season 2 even premieres. But obviously the hype is real and people love this show. So it's good to see that it's getting a Season 3. Netflix announced that The Dragon Prince has been renewed for four. Yes, four more seasons of The Dragon Prince are coming to Netflix over the next few years. I know that's from the team behind uh, Avatar and The Legend of Korra, so I know people like that show. We got our first look at season five of Rick and Morty uh, at Comic-Con at home as well. And we got a tease that Rick officially has a nemesis. And for some reason, Rick can't set foot in the oceans on Earth. And his nemesis's name is Mr. Nimbus. And I'm sure shenanigans are to follow. Uh, right now, Season 5 is currently being animated, as lines have been recorded, I think. But luckily, we shouldn't have to wait too long. The gap between Season 5 and Season 4 will probably be... Um, not as big of a gap as this the gap between season three and four. So hopefully we're good there. I know I'm just kind of blowing through TV stuff this week, but you know what? It's 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 all just minor stuff right now. Nothing's on to watch, and this is all just minuscule minor news. So I I, I get it. You know I I get it, but. I'm just stoked about the boys get the boys season three getting renewed, and I like to see the first look at Rick and Morty. Um, also confirmed, WandaVision is still set for a December 2020 release. Unfortunately, it was not delayed as much as Falcon and the Winter Soldier, luckily. Uh, 
Uh, also rumored now floating around the interwebs, Disney Plus may be getting a Lando Calrissian series, as Donald Glover had signed on to reprise the character in multiple th- projects, apparently. And we may be getting Billy D involved in the series in some capacity as well. So that'd be interesting. I'd like to see that. I would 100% sit in front of a TV and watch a Lando Calrissian series. Amazon has also announced that they will be moving forward with a Paper Dolls adaptation. Paper Dolls is a graphic novel that I have heard the praises of many, many, many times. Why I've slept on it, I don't know. Granted, I'm years behind right now in my current comic book slate, but that's a thing. Uh, Kevin Smith also announced during Comic-Con at Home that he has been recording his lines and other actors and actresses have been recording their lines for his He-Man cartoon that is set to premiere on Netflix in the near future. So full steam ahead. People are recording from home, but hey, that's better than than nothing though, right? And uh, final bit of TV news. Uh, TV legend was lost this past week. Uh, Uh... one of whom I had the pleasure of meeting once in my youth. And uh, Regis Philbin passed away at the age of 88. A a great man, uh, of course, who hosted many things over many years. Uh, When I was young, we had the chance to go to um, Live with Regis. Uh, This was after Kathy Lee had left and, and he was still in between hosts. Uh, my parents and I went to the show. Regis actually happened to come up to us, got to shake his hand. Uh, he talked with us for a little bit. It was really nice. Obviously, most of us grew up watching him on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And uh, the world lost a great man. And it just sucks, you know, especially with someone who you grew up watching on TV all the time. And world's changing. World is changing. But that's it for TV news um let's talk about what's coming to netflix this month uh the adams family eternal sunshine of the spotless mind mr deeds uh jurassic park one through three uh oceans 12 and 13 are coming on august 1st uh mad max the legend of Korra. yes the legend of Korra seasons one through four are coming on the 14th on the 21st we get season five of lucifer as well as the new animated show um starring Jake Johnson, called Hoops, and that show looks fucking great. Uh, And then Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace are joining on the 31st. And don't forget, this upcoming Friday, July 31st, Season 2, Season 2 of Umbrella Academy drops on Netflix. Anyway, let's uh, let's talk about what's coming, what's going on in Hollywood lately. Um... This was recently announced, Digimon Adventure, Last Evolution, Kazuna, or Kai, as we know him in in America, uh, which is the continuation of the Digimon Tri series, essentially. It's set a couple years after. Uh, We'll get a English dub release. Uh, We'll also have a sub release as well uh, on September 21st, 29th. September 29th, uh, we'll release on digital platforms including Amazon Prime, Microsoft Movies, and things like this, for purchase. And a physical release will follow a week later in October. Um, But this will be the first dub release of that film, uh, which is essentially the culmination of 
Digimon Adventure, uh, the one that started back in the 90s, which is kind of funny because they just kind of rebooted it recently. Um, anyway, September 29th for that. Uh, the Russo brothers have also announced that if they were to return to the MCU, the most enticing story they would want to tell would be Secret Wars, and no surprise there, as Secret Wars is probably the next biggest storyline in comic book, uh, in Marvel history that they haven't adapted, considering they did Civil War, they did in the Infinity Gauntlet story. Of course they want to do Secret Wars, of course. It's just, And they'd be the best ones to do it, because they know how to tell bim, big, bombastic Marvel movie stories. Uh, unfortunately, if you guys were hoping to see Tenant, that has been pulled from U.S. schedules by Warner Brothers. However, it still intends to release in Europe with no delay. So people in Europe are going to be able to see Tenant and ruin it for the rest of the world. But I don't care. And uh, unfortunately with that news, Bill and Ted has also been pushed to September 1st and will now drop on digital release day and date, same as the movie theater release um and hopefully movie theaters are open in september oh god um with that the star wars and avatar movies have also been delayed a full year so now the avatar sequels will release in december 2022 for avatar 2 avatar 3 in 2024 avatar 4 in 2026 and avatar 5 in 2028 oh my fucking god there's gonna be five avatar movies yeah, look at look at that. We're going to go a full decade between releases of Avatar films. Of the first between the first and the second, a full decade plus. And then we're getting th- three more after that in quick succession. What happened there? Cameron, huh? You trying to develop new technology again there? Anyway, uh Along with that, Star Wars has been pushed. The next Star Wars feature film will release in December 23, then in December 25, and December 27. Uh, And also, Spider-Man 3, or the third film in the the Homecoming series, or Far From Home, or however, I don't know. The Tom Holland Spider-Man films has been pushed back one month from November to December of 2021. Um, also what was going on this past weekend that wasn't at Comic-Con at home was what was called Justice Con, and it was more about Zack Snyder and Justice League and some other things ahead of DC's FanDome event next month, and Zack Snyder shared that he considers, um, his Snyder Cut to be separate from the DCEU, just kind of like a one-off story, considering there's too many ties to the, the Wedden version in the current DCEU as it exists. Uh, he did show off a new clip of Black Suit Superman, which was really fucking cool to see. Uh, he also said that the Snyder Cut will not feature a single frame from anything Whedon did from Joss Whedon. Whedon, Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon. I'm probably, I don't know. I never really know how to say that name. But do not expect to see anything from Joss Whedon in the Snyder Cut. And uh, he wouldn't say if it would feature the Green Lantern or not. Uh, we just have to wait for DC Fandom next month to, to learn more about the film, essentially. And uh, 
Colin Trevorrow, Trevorrow, excuse me, also came out and said that Jurassic World Dominion will try to use more animatronic dinosaurs more than the, the previous two films in the franchise. So that's always good to see more practical effects, especially with dinos. Uh, Sonic 2 has been given a release date for April of 2022, a sequel to the, the hit video game film that actually surprised everyone this year. Um, more delays. A Quiet Place 2 has been pushed to April 23rd of next year. Meanwhile, Top Gun Maverick, the sequel to Top Gun, has been pushed now to July 2nd of 2021, which is now almost a full year from what was supposed to be its original release just a few short weeks ago. Uh, and then uh, Taika Waititi was being interviewed, saying that he is almost done writing what he calls his insane and romantic Thor Love and Thunder script. Uh, and he said this when he was being interviewed by the BBC. Now, some other delays are being rumored now, such as James Bond No Time to Die is now being rumored to have a summer 2021 release, which would fucking suck if we have to wait even more. But I get it. I get it. But that's it for movie news. I do want to talk about some other stuff from Comic-Con at home, which kind of fucking sucked, if you ask me. It just... It was all over the place. There was no set schedule anywhere. I'm sure it was on their website and I just didn't look and I'm being a piece of shit and complaining about something that I shouldn't really be complaining about. There was some big stuff, though. Unfortunately, there was no trailer for Godzilla vs. Kong, which pissed me off. Um, we got to see, of course, the black suit Superman. Uh, we got to see more of the new Batman nemesis, the Robin King, which ties in with the Batman Who Laughs. We got a announcement of a new Keanu Reeves written comic book, which looks really, really cool. Um, it's called Berserker, and it's spelled B-R-Z-R-K-R, -R, and he's starring in it as well. And it's a 12-issue limited series that's going to be distributed by Boom Studios, and it will be out this October. So that's really cool. Um, we got news that the Darth Vader comic will cross over with the Rise of Skywalker in some capacity. Or it will tie in at least. And let me see. Uh, Family Guy will feature some kind of spoof of the X-Men films this year. Uh, of course we got the Rick and Morty preview. Uh, there was a new trailer for the new Marvel show Hellstrom, which will come to Hulu. And Mystery Science Theater 3000 uh, is mulling another possible comeback. And like I said, Mega Man live action film is still happening. Big news is coming soon. Dragon Prince renewed. Archer Season 11 will premiere in September. Uh, the Rick Grimes movies are still on track. Star Trek Prodigy. We got some new footage of, of, of New Mutants, the new uh, final X-Men movie from Fox, essentially. Um, the Boys was renewed, Darth Vader comic, Bill and Ted is coming to streaming, obviously. And let's see. Uh, we got a trailer for His Dark Material Season 2. And then what was really, really cool, if you ask me, is DC has announced a new Watchmen sequel. And it will take place after doomsday clock but um we don't know what else goes on this will take place 35 years after the original comic so 
about now, really. And it's going to be written by Tom King. So you're already set for, for fucking gold right there with Tom King. And then Conan uh, Reeves comic. And then Oscar Isaac will also be developing a graphic novel, which is kind of cool. But it, it's pretty sad when that's kind of the biggest news out of Comic-Con and the big studios and things like that. Um, don't really have a presence and stuff, but DC Fandom is next month, right? Is Warner Brothers going to show off other stuff? Where's my fucking Godzilla vs. Kong trailer, people? Movie was supposed to be out. Ugh. Anyway, some other stuff. If, uh, if you've been really wanting to go to Galaxy's Edge, just like me, up at Disneyland or Disney World, and, you know, obviously Disneyland's closed, so you haven't had the chance... Uh, Disney and Target have announced that they are going to start selling some merchandise inspired by Galaxy's Edge. And they haven't said everything just yet, but uh, this will start on August 30th. They'll have some Funko Pops, uh, some different droid toys to purchase, some Lego sets, uh, vintage collection. Ooh, a Millennium Falcon, huh? Ooh, Black Series. Captain Cardinal, so one of the Sith Troopers. I think that was a Galaxy's Edge only toy. So that's something I'm going to have to definitely pick up. Uh, some other Black Series toys that are from Galaxy's Edge only. So starting August 30th, you guys will have a chance to pick up some of that stuff from uh, Galaxy's Edge. But be quick if you want those Black Series set toys, because those are going to go... Faster than you think. And uh, what was really cool is an extremely rare Pokemon card has already broken its record, I think, twice in the last 12 months. And it sold for $200,000, which broke the record that the card sold for previously. So another copy of the card. It is the Pikachu Illustrator card. There was only 39 made. And... There are only 10 left in the world. The previous record was set last October, so it hasn't even been a full year when the previous one sold for $195,000. And then it sold... So, excuse me, it didn't sell for $200,000. It sold for $233,000 on a Pokemon card. On a Pokemon card, there's only 10 of them left in the world. And the auction description said, what makes it so rare is that this, it was not sold, but awarded as a prize in an illustration contest through the Koro Koro comic, which always shows off new Pokemon news. This unique card was created specifically for the contest. In the January 1998 issue, three first-place winners had a copy of the card, as did another 20 second-place winners, with cards awarded in two more contests that year. There were a maximum of 39 copies released. This sale happened on Zen Plus, and it was purchased by an American customer, through their Pokemon Mania store. Uh, it, Like I said, it's part of a contest that has been that was from over 20 years ago. $233,000. And it was graded as a Professional Sports Authenticator Mint 9. It means the card is in superb condition, no flaws, and is, is, is set in a um, case, essentially. So when you see like uh, trading cards like this in those cases... And it, they're graded on a number scale. Obviously, Mint 9 means it is top tier. Like, there's a reason this sold for so much. Because it's it's 
you don't see cards that are mint nine often, essentially. So it's like someone got this card, probably didn't touch it with their bare hands, and put it into some kind of protective case almost immediately. Almost immediately is what happened with this card. So that's why it's in such perfect condition. And again, you can't really do anything with it because it's not competitive. But uh, per them, per Zen Plus, they said, we certify that your illustration is an excellent entry in the Pokemon card illustration, Pokemon card game illustration contest is what it reads in Japanese. And therefore, we state that you are an officially authorized Pokemon card illustrator and admire your skill. So it's a personal, technically it's a personalized card, but no one knows who it was purchased by. I wonder if they're Pokemon fans or just a collector and uh, bought it just for its value as this will clearly cause the other copies to increase in price possibly exponentially and final bit of news here as more and more ufo things are confirmed by the u.s government and more and more pieces are no longer redacted and they're uh, released to public viewing and are no longer held in secrecy or top secret well uh, an astrophysicist and who was happened to be a former consultant to the pentagon's ufo program who belong to a secret government agency that has finally been revealed as well. And he disclosed that off-world vehicles not made of this earth have been retrieved. Uh, this was per the New York Times. Eric W. Davis has told Def Defense Department Agency in March that they have retrieved off-world vehicles that could, uh, quote, we couldn't make it ourselves, he told the Times. Uh, he's told this to different armed services committees and staff members. And aliens are fucking real. Aliens are fucking real. Aliens are fucking real, people. I mean, I knew it. But I just can't wait to see. It's a very big, long article on, on New York Times. And uh, the USO, or the Navy has been declassifying more videos. And... Uh, some other people told the Times, after looking into this, I came to the conclusion that there were reports, some were substantive, some were not so substantive, that there were actual materials that the government and the private sector had in their possession that are not of this earth. Fuck yes, people. Aliens are fucking real. I fucking knew it. Anyway, that is it for Nick's Nerd News this week i am your host nick thank you guys for stopping by as always check out nixnerdnews.com where you can listen to the show right in your browser or you can find links to our spotify google play or apple podcast pages uh, you can also find us uh on other podcast services that just somehow they find their way there i don't officially put them there but they do get put there uh, still trying to figure out why we're not on iHeartRadio yet for some god-awful reason. But that's it. Also, while you're at nixternews.com, check out our social page where you can find all our social media pages. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I post a lot of funny memes that I find on the interwebs. I do not take credit for them as they are not my own. Unless I create it myself. But uh, a lot of fun memes that I get from online. But... Uh, if not, just search for Nixner News on your preferred social media platform of choice. 
Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, share the podcast with friends. Hey, I'm sure you got nerds in your family that you want to share my sultry voice with. Anyway, thanks for stopping by, guys. Again, my name is Nick. This was Nick's Nerd News. I will catch you guys on the flip side.